I'm Vince Roca. Did he say venti mocha? And I- sitting in for super special guest Michael Hutchinson is... Oh, wait a minute. It's actually what? Michael Hutchinson. He's back. You know, we should take a moment. I want to talk about that for a moment. We haven't talked. We've talked about it before. But whatever. I... They they are so astute to say we're going to be on Atosh.0. So they know that this is going to end in tragedy. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm fascinated how quickly your son goes. Oh, please. Someone help me. In like a falsetto voice. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. It's not like like I feel I feel as if I fell and hurt myself. My first thing would be like, ah, ah. Oh fuck! Ah, ah, but he goes immediately to oh, please, someone help me. Oh yeah, but yeah, he may have looked at his ankle and it was like at a, a ninety degree angle. And then, <laughs> and then his friends rapidly assess. There's nothing we can do for you, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, like, sorry, bros. This happens in like two seconds. Like, what is it? I don't know. Is it one second? Two seconds? I don't know what it is. We're gonna be on Tosh point oh. That's ten seconds. The the ability of them to process information <laughs> that rapidly, <laughs> like this is going wrong. Oh, right. please, someone help me! Oh, There's nothing shit. we can do for you. Hmm. Like, you got to appreciate like that sharp of a mind. Well, you know, it does take a while to process. You're like, oh, his ankle's not supposed to look like that. Hmm. See, that's oh, we need we we should do something about that. We should do. I don't know that there's anything that we could do for you, bro. Now maybe we should take a bar off and put you on top of a bar right. to get you to the car. They're, what? They had a, they. That's how they they stretchered him was with uh like you know they they built all these bars around the fraternity house. Okay, they took bars. Off. I, I I immediately went to a pole like a no, uh, no, metal like, bar. Like a, okay, like you're talking about drinking, a drinking bar. bar. Yeah. So yeah, so they took the top off of one of that to set him on that to take him out to the car. Ah. And then, <laughs> can you imagine getting him in the car? They had to bend his ankle or something. So, uh, have you not seen the photo of him getting out? Uh, so there's, a, there's a, a photo of him getting out, and his ankle's just like you know, just tall. wobbling. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh god, it turned to a right angle. So, um, you're back. I'm back from Cincinnati. Fantastic. I wish we had something to talk about. I just wish there was something going on in the world today. No, there's nothing. There just seems to be nothing. Absolutely nothing to talk about. No, so that was a good podcast. I appreciate your time. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm finding up. I'm finding it harder to hate Trump because there's so much going on. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to hate him for. Well, there's so much going on that you you he hasn't done anything. Can you name something he's done in office? I don't something good that he's done in office. But that's part of the problem. I can't exactly name something bad he's done either. There's just so much of it. Like, well, him, all right, all him right, going so, off to Mar-a-Lago every weekend that we're paying, what, yeah, what we put funny. like $12 million so far for him to go play golf on weekends? Yeah, that's funny. But I don't I don't know that I, I mean, that's, it's funny to. Bombing to, Syria? Well, not think so, there's going to any kind of retaliation, which so, there was. So that's something that he's done is he bombed uh, Syria. Uh yeah, but there, what happened with that? I, I don't know. Look, I they bombed themselves again is what they did. They're like, like OK, again, well, their retaliation was we're going to hurt more of our own people. So we've just jumped around. We've just jumped <laughs> through two two things right there. Let's let's try and take one at a time. Mar-a-Lago. 
personally, I don't really care that he that he goes. Like, I assume I assume that uh, presidential work happens there. I also partly assume that he does as much there as he does in the White House, which isn't anything anyway. So what do I really care? Well, that's why he has a son-in-law for because his son-in-law is taking care of everything. Right. So and that's a that's a whole other thing. So this is why I say (laughs) I don't I can't figure out what I'm supposed to hate him for because there's so many things to hate him. So I'm not sure that I care that he's at Mar-a-Lago. I'm not sure that I care that he isn't. I don't care that he is there. I care that all this money he's spending for him to go there. Like we shouldn't, as taxpayers, okay. we shouldn't pay it. Like everyone's like, well, what about the vets? You know, we need to put more money into the vets, which we do. Absolutely. So these millions of dollars he's spending to go fly off there. He's a billionaire who has his own plane. Right. But we're spending, it's, well, I forgot what the, it's like $12 million so far in his first hundred, hundred uh, days. In right. So, yeah, and, and that's all. Now we're on to another thing. So that's what he's spending to go to Mar-a-Lago and, and the cost of keeping Melania in uh, New York. Is oh, another yeah, issue. Like Three billion dollars or something like that. Something ridiculous. Right, right. And but he has to finish school. But uh, uh, the look, hey, the kid is entitled to continue going to school, and Melania is entitled to live there. Uh, the people knew what they were voting for when they voted for it. Like all the other presidents' kids, always moved in. Uh, that may have been their choice, but it's his choice to. I, I don't fault Melania for staying there, nor do I fault the kid for continuing to go to the. No, same and that's school. fine. I, I could the kid get a better education or just as good as an education by moving somewhere to Washington D.C. And could Melania? Yes, morally and for the country, should they? Absolutely. But it's their own right to stay. Oh, and it is their right. But and the people who are who bitched about other presidents doing things—that's the harder thing. Is like I don't care that he goes to Mar-a-Lago. I just find the hypocrisy of him complaining about the vacations that Obama took to. And uh, he's already surpassed the money that Obama spent right in his whole eight years of office. Right. So, but for me, it's the hypocrisy of that. But uh, I mean, look, Trump has always been uh, a hypocrite um and has, oh, trump's a trump, trump is a follower he's not a leader yeah, he's, whoever says the loudest thing whoever will right. give him most attention he's going to follow he has been uh quoted as saying before that uh he has multiple deals going on because even the most sure deal is going to fall apart which it means that he will pivot to whatever is the best thing to do whatever the best option is it's why he's not a leader and on one hand, that's very valued in business, the ability to pivot and, and change course immediately. Uh, but I don't know. There was this idea that uh, America needs to be run like a business, which is, I, I mean, it's, it's nice on paper, but it's horrific. Like you, you don't run America like you run McDonald's. It's not the same thing. No, not at all. Um, on to uh, – there's so many things we could just spend on one. But Syria, I find Syria to be super interesting. Um, and here's here's my take on it. <clears throat> so we bombed Syria because uh, they were using chemicals on their own people. Yes. Which, to sidestep for a moment, uh, Sean Spicer says that Hitler never used chemical warfare. On his own people, yes. That's... Which is – now – for a Alt moment, fact. he didn't use it on his own people. <laughs> Look, the Jews were still German. So the weird thing is, is when, when 
Okay, when Sean says that, when he first when I was watching it and he says, "Well, Hitler didn't even use." I rolled my eyes because my initial reaction was, "Oh, you're invoking Hitler again. Everybody fucking invokes Hitler. You want to yeah, if the you want to invoke the worst man in history, you go to Hitler." And I was like, "It's so fucking tired." It wasn't until the woman asked the the woman reporter asked for clarification that in that moment I processed Oh, the showers are chemical warfare. <laughs> yes. It's how he killed people. Yes. yes. Sarin gas. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and I'm not. Women and children. Women and children. I'm not Jewish. I'm not sensitive to automatically go to the showers. It's just, I mean, I know about it, of course. It's horrific. But when Sean Spicer makes that comment, I'm not so sensitive. That that's what I went to. I went to the, oh, he's invoking Hitler again. Jesus Christ, just shut up. And then when the reporter said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> and I and I got it in that yeah. moment. But here's the thing. I'm not the speaker of the house like I did that conversation that I'm an idiot sitting at home who's not Jewish, who doesn't necessarily need to be in tune and sensitive to that moment. He's the speaker of the house. He needs to be. He should. Yes, be. He's speaking to the press. <laughs> yes. And he's the mouthpiece. Yes. Right. And he's not at a party just hanging out with friends and going, ah, you know, guys, I really wasn't talking about the shower. You yeah. I had a couple you of know what I mean. Come on. Um, and so, and also shouldn't all of his speeches be vetted? Like, shouldn't there be, and I feel like there's there's some guy behind or girl behind the scenes going, why is he off book? Why did he say that? Why did he? We they, talked they about should what have, he should say. They should have censored on like on radio. Like there should be somebody. It's a five second delay where somebody can be like, hit that button. <laughs> drops and a, suddenly there's drops blank. a curtain in front of Spicer. <laughs> right. You it's just blank. That. That's you right. can't say that. And we're back. So, so anyway. Back to Syria. Now, the interesting thing that I find about Syria is we bombed them because they were using chemicals to kill their own people. And I thought, we don't know. We assume we know what's going on in Syria, but we don't know what's actually going on, why these people are being chemically Well, it's a civil war that's been going on for years. Again, you think you know what's going oh, on. I don't know. I know it's a civil war. That's all I know. I don't know what the if whole thing is about. If you lived in Syria, or more poignantly, North Korea, and you watch the news that comes out of America, and you see what we did to our people at Standing Rock, and what we did to our people in Michigan with lead water, dirty water, and the largest natural gas leak that we let just seep out two miles from my house here the largest natural disaster for <laughs> which, several which, months right which, if you're in north which wasn't Korea very widely and you're watching right and you're watching that on the news don't you feel that we need to be destroyed that we're harming our own people that we're, everything is just absolute chaos over here well if you're watching clips i imagine so and that's what we're but, watching for syria yeah but you're watching a lot more than just you know the natural gas thing out here was is, it, is an isolated incident Syria, they're bombing all over the place. I mean, that's just a hotbed out there. I think, I think that the I I feel like that may just be a very colored opinion that you have formed as an ignorant American, and not taking into account what might actually be going on there. Now, it might be atrocious. You have all these Syrian refugees trying to leave for a reason. It's not like, hey, we need to get out of the valley because there's this natural gas leak. They're like, we need to get out of Syria because of all the shit that's going on. But there's people in Flint, Michigan that are like, we need to get the hell they're out of Syria. They're still staying there. But they, they, they're drinking dirty water. But, but they are not and, like, 
if I was in Flint, Michigan, and I knew that was going on, would I still have a house there? I mean, the, the property values can't be that yeah. high. Like, I would, I would move somewhere else because Flint, Michigan. But you like, can't. You education can't, is. You really... can't afford to sell your house to buy another house. You can't afford to move. I don't know, but all I'm saying is, look at the things that have happened here. The, the look what we just did to a, a passenger on a United plane. How horrible are Americans that law enforcement are beating up this poor Asian guy? Imagine you're in Syria or a you're, in, you're in North Korea. Exactly. You're not hearing the full story. You're seeing that uh, Chicago PD beat up a doctor on a United flight. Well, you know, if you're in North Korea and you're just you just watch the news from Chicago every weekend, <laughs> right? You're hate we, we we are shooting each other, right? That's my point is like, so I don't know, like we think Kim Jong is crazy and the things that we see out of North Korea, we think are nuts, but the North Koreans love him and they're, they, at least, I don't think they have a choice. We see, right. We right? see that they don't have a choice. There. I, I just feel there like, actually is a documentary where someone snuck in and, and took a bunch of film. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what it was called now. Daniel was watching it one day when I came home and it's actually pretty interesting. You know, where it looks like everything's lively and you go into the stores, but you're not allowed to buy anything in the stores. Right. Like they have employees and stuff like that that make it look really happy, but right. no, well, no one can go. You can't purchase anything there. Um, the Seth Rogen movie covers like the tech tech stores. Tech, yeah. and uh, uh, Fun for Lewis, who has a YouTube channel, Lewis Cole, he went to North Korea and did, uh, I don't know, eight or nine videos from there and took a a beating in the press and uh, people on on his YouTube channel uh, that he was, uh, you know, I don't know, is North Korea communist? I don't know. Um, But that he was a a sympathizer and, you know, tried to glorify North Korea. We watched all the videos. They were quite interesting. It was his overall perspective from his channel. And he went into North Korea and he still maintained that same perspective. And there were points that in his videos that he's like, I don't know if this is, you know, put on, if this is just for us. There's certainly places that we can't go. You know, we're restricted to these these areas. But he was also like, um, the people that he was with are genuinely happy. They seem to be enjoying what they're doing. If you're, you know, if you worked for the tourist board for North Korea and it's your job to just take, you know, Americans or whoever around, you're probably having a good life no absolutely that's not representative of the guy who's living in an apartment in downtown well, he's he's killed like two of his uncles so far for right for <laughs> which you know that's a total trump move right <laughs> right eliminate the competition um i know you know i'm sure there are people there in north korea who are happy they're you know out there farming, farming there whatever and they're of like course. i don't know whatever he's doing on in the cities but it's not affecting me or however i i'm sure their news is yeah we're horrible people yeah, absolutely. Just, the things we filter. do, you look at all the kids shootings, they're like, why would somebody go into a school and shoot? Yes. Kids? Like what? if I, you look at the news that comes out of America based on other countries, we're crazy. We're, I mean, and a lot of countries think that with guns, there's a lot of countries like, you know, even our friends in, in Wales are like all this stuff. You guys, why should you guys be allowed to carry guns everywhere? I, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And why is it such a big deal? Why is everyone fighting? And apparently like, a law is getting passed that you can now have a silencer. What do you need a silencer for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why most people need a lot of things that they have. Because um, we're Americans. That's why. But I live in this world where, like, and I've we've you and I have talked off podcast about this where. Like, there's all this stuff going on that Trump's doing, and there's all this stuff that's going on in the world. It it affects me, but it doesn't really affect me. Like. 
Well, it like, will affect you. Like if you know, if if he keeps talking to Hong Kong and, and you know China decides to cut us off, that's going to affect you. It's going to affect right. your pocketbook. Right. Stuff like that will affect you. Right. And making everything made in America that's going to affect you because Americans aren't cheap. Factory workers in America are not going to be taking the three dollars an hour that they're getting in China. Right. Well, it's it uh, trying to make things in America clear quickly doesn't function. People oh. people quickly can't afford what they make. Like it, it's just it's an idea that is impossible to. Yeah, it's great. Let's put all these people to work. Uh, it, it's Let's impossible put, it's, to implement. But um, and we're going robotics no matter what anyway. Like, so that's just the natural progression. Of right. This. Absolutely. We talked about that in uh, in our in the Brussels or uh, uh, Brussels video. I think with yeah, McDonald's, the McDonald's fifteen dollar <laughs> an hour employees, <laughs> and you go in and you just click some menu some items on a menu. Um, I go to Starbucks. I can order with my phone and just arrive and grab the drink and go. Uh, you know, you order Domino's with your phone. There's a lot of things that are becoming much more automated and uh, employees are becoming much more useless. Well, yeah. You know, the Ford industry, the, the auto industry, and, how much of that is actually humans doing stuff? Right. And that affects me because uh, there's a population that is a higher population that's unemployed. I realize that things affect me. Like, um, chances are very good that the Supreme Court uh, is going to be conservative and there's a good possibility that Roe v. Wade gets overturned and that results in backyard abortions. And uh, I'm fixed. The wife and I aren't having kids, so we're never going to have a daughter. So on one hand, I could say um, w women's right to have an abortion does not affect me at all because Deanna and I aren't going to have kids anyway. And there's we're not we don't have a daughter. I don't give a shit about women's rights. On the other hand, I do realize that if backyard abortions happen, that affects us all as a society and it it screws things up in many ways. Cutting funding for the arts. I don't have kids. So on one hand, I go, I don't give a shit. So, you know, kids are, are you know, in, in the arts and they're becoming they're What do I care? I don't I don't have a kid. So it doesn't matter to me whether they're well, it's not just having a kid for arts. You don't have to be a kid for art. I mean, but I realize like you talk about Vegas with all the art installations. And exactly. Stuff that you saw. I realize that when you do not have a creative outlet for kids starting out as, you know, as kindergartners or as it through school, they never grow up to make art installations in Las Vegas. We talked about that before we got on the podcast. They never grow up to make the iPhone. They never the, the creativity is never fostered in their brains to come up with things when you don't give them the ability to foster that creativity. Making a kid learn the piano, he may never be a fantastic or she may never be a fantastic piano player, but doing that may make them the greatest skateboarder ever because they honed these skills or learned how to build these skills over here and you apply it elsewhere. And people don't realize that about the arts as how important um, cutting construction paper ends up being into figuring out how to properly structure a sentence or how to mix chemicals in science or how a math formula how works. Just get put together. So it's... on one hand, I go, this doesn't affect me. I don't have kids. And also on another hand, look, you cut the arts today. 
the next 40 years that I'm on this planet, it's probably not really those dumb kids or those uncreative kids probably aren't necessarily going to affect me. They affect the next generation, which I don't have kids, so I don't have to care about the next generation anyway. But like you said, you may not get your next iPhone. I may not. Right. <laughs> so on the other side of it, I realize it affects me. So all of this, I go like, all right, I'm way past the age to be in the military. So I don't really care if, you know, we go to war. But then on the other hand, I, my nephew is, you know, in in a Marine. So he might end up in Syria or in Afghanistan or North mm-hmm. Korea or one of these places. But who knows what's going to happen? You know, suddenly you can't have your cars or, you know, they start taking. I know. You know it's like World War Two. You have your ration tickets. This is here's my I get bread this week. Right. Now, despite all of this, despite all of me saying, like, I, I I'm not really affected by this, so I don't care. I still voted correctly. I voted for the woman. So I'm even though like I feel like this stuff doesn't really affect me, I still care about the rest of you people and trying to keep And, this and that's the thing. Okay. It is about the rest of the people. Like the people who voted for Trump are the people in mid-America who don't have jobs, who the coal industry and they they're worried about themselves. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily worried about everybody else because if everyone else does well, middle America is going to do well. If you bring back the coal and stuff like that, what is coal going to bring back to us? What do, what do you use coal for? Well, coal right now is still a, a big supplier of electricity, right? It's, it, it's dying it's out dying. though because right. of the EPA and we don't need it because we right. do have solar power. We have wind power. We have all the other stuff. Well, I think the percentage is still higher. Uh, we, I, we still get the majority of our electricity, I believe, still does come from coal. However, natural gas has taken a huge chunk of that. Which isn't necessarily something better, as we just talked about. It's massive, not. You know, that's the fracking, fracking and you know, sucking fracking, thing out. You suck stuff out of rock. the earth. There's, right. It's going to collapse because there's nothing holding right. it up anymore. And, and, and you're using a natural resource. The problem with this that nobody – well, that most people didn't realize, that the coal miners didn't realize, is the investment in solar provides more jobs than the investment in coal. So even though we're still using a ton of coal to provide electricity, if you want jobs for the future, that's actually investing in solar. And, and jobs are going to be better on your, your person. Right. So You're not ingesting all that coal. Right. <laughs> it's much healthier for you. You're just on a roof that you could fall off and, and break your neck. But for solar, we have people who are building the panels. We have people who are shipping the panels. We have people who are installing the panels. Sales. Um, we have technology. I mean, here we can... In factories, we can assemble transformers and inverters. And um, so these are all jobs that people can have. Reinvesting in coal, like you say, is the black lung is going down in a mine. It's going back. It's going back into the industrial age. Yes. And and fracking and, you know, taking taking from the earth like that uh, is weakening the earth, making things worse and is not good for our health as the situation in standing rock or the gas leak that we had here right or, yeah but middle america doesn't realize that they don't they want and it makes sense you know if i was middle america i'm like i, I want would, i want yeah. a job i want to you know back to my living standard now i live in a community right. where you know we're all poor we don't 50 percent of us works and i get that and it also in there but if the rest of america like, works everybody everybody benefits uh, also in their defense was uh the the current political situation is not helping me and hasn't for many decades. I might as well throw a wrench in this plan. 
And they were right. They threw Trump in. They threw a wrench in the plan. I totally understand where that comes from. And we needed a shakeup. We needed a third party shakeup. It is a hell of a shakeup. Even but, though it but isn't we really need, a third party, it's well, a hell of a shakeup. Yeah, but we needed somebody who knows politics as a shakeup, not some guy who has no clue and he's pawning things off onto other people. Hey, you know, you're my son in law. You were good in real estate. You're married to my daughter. So you're in charge of redoing the VA. You're oh, in charge of so much. Yeah, of. of uh, affairs outside of america like all this stuff the treasure i don't know but anyway he has all these and what's his qualifications uh he's, he's married to his daughter um so yeah there's an issue everyone he's put into office is not draining the swamp it's all these people who are bad for america who have uh done things bad you know the guy in charge of the epa has sued the epa right i mean I, he's not draining the swamp he's created monsters in the swamp right i i have no they're not going to work for the little people at all the the coal miners they don't care about the coal miner right unless it's going to give them a profit um ben carson is in charge of housing Housing. and development (laughs) well you're going to put a neurosurgeon in charge of that that makes sense makes no sense and the the woman who's in charge of education who is yeah uh, Um, she's never been in public education her kids have never been in publication at all whatsoever uh bannon makes no sense uh, his son-in-law makes, I mean, it's, it's endless. There's, there's, it, it like all, you need, like, I understand. I've always said we need a third party. We need a third party, but we still need somebody who knows the system and how things work. This goes, you back. don't go bomb Syria because, well, they did that to beautiful children. I love <laughs> the beautiful, beautiful children. Well, the beautiful children that you don't allow into America, but suddenly you care about the hundred that died. Right. There. Uh, but you don't think about a recourse. Like you're gonna bomb Syria, it's not Syria's not gonna be like, oh my bad, my, my bad, we're we're all good now. I'm not gonna do that again. No, they're they're gonna retaliate, which they did. If you bomb them enough, what was their retaliation? They they bombed the same city, uh, with chemical weapons. Not chemical weapons, but they bombed them with with more weapons. They don't care care about killing themselves. Right. It, it's a war. Okay, we can't reach America, so we're gonna go ahead and bomb ourselves. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, like he's he's a president who doesn't think, well, I'm just going to do this. Like, I, I'm terrified of what, you know, had North Korea actually detonated that nuclear weapon and we gone in there and started shooting that shooting it down to knock it off. What would have happened? Like, I, he doesn't think about the next step of what actually would have happened. Right. Right now, though. So, so much here. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um the whole North Korea situation, looking at it from our perspective, again, I'm very much, I don't know what's really going on over there. But knowing what I know, I feel like North Korea needs to be dealt with. I feel like we need to bomb the shit out of North Korea and fucking wipe it off the map. But you can't. That is not the right thing to exactly. do. <laughs> because there is there is recourse. Right. That is not it's like it goes to like the whole fucking wall. We need a wall, but we don't really need a wall. Like we need to eliminate North Korea off the face of the map, but that's not the right thing to do. We don't need to. We, we just need to contain North Korea. They've okay. been building their stuff and like, like the launch they did yesterday. It didn't take off. Uh, I thought it, ended up, it failed into the sea. I didn't. Well, it failed. It like it did. It took off. And then seconds after it took off, it exploded. Right. Their their next test. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like we just need to make sure we can contain it, but we can't go in there and bomb them. 
But we, we have also, no rights to bomb. We them. also don't know if this is just a ruse. If uh, um, um, if North Korea is just playing a game and is playing with us, and, and they could be, and they're to see where we're going to be, can, right? And they can really launch a missile to us. I mean, well, okay, so so they do launch a missile and it starts going up in the air. Our technology, we're knocking that thing out before it hits America, anyways, because we're so far away. Well, we hope can, so. Can, can they hit somewhere else? Sure, they can hit China or Japan or any of those places. But realistically, they're not going to hit us. Well, if they do hit China or Japan, we're going to go to oh, we're, absolutely. We're at war uh, with we, them. We are. Regardless of our current situation with China, if you attack China, But everyone's looking at us to do back. something. If we don't do anything and just watch and contain... I got another fucked up thing in this whole thing. I don't understand why we still have a problem with Russia. Like, I can't figure out... Like, I feel like that ended in the 80s... Well, the Cold it, War did end, and then it kind of it, came creep back up on us. I don't even know what what like I cannot like you look at a map and Russia is massive. I cannot figure out why Putin would care about our tiny insignificant country. I cannot figure we're still a superpower. I cannot figure out what what beef we have with Russia other than a bunch of old fucking cold miners who still think that they should hate the Ruskies. Have you seen Russian women? They're smoking hot and they have an amazing <laughs> accent. Like, like I, I don't, I, I can. I've may have tried to mail order one before. I can't even figure out why. The only, okay, here's my theory. <laughs> my theory is that uh, Putin wants to destroy North Korea. There is no way that a Democrat is going to war with North Korea. So by screwing with our election, that gets a Republican in place, which creates an ally for them, for us to go after North Korea and maybe some other uh, uh, places. But see, as he's well. taking over some other stuff also, like Syria and stuff like that. Right, he's but he's got an involvement over. with Syria that then now has a problem with us bombing Syria. So maybe that backfired on him, where he was like, "I didn't think they would go. I thought they would just go after North Korea." I I don't know, but I really. Like, you look at a map and you look at the size of the United States, and clearly Russia has the bigger dick. Like, they have so much land. Why well, would they you? They do, and the resources, but. Why? You know, the resource. Why would you care about us at all? Like. Because we're a threat. That, that's it. I don't know how we're a threat. And, I mean, if we don't have missiles pointed at them, what do they care? Like, it's like. Well, that was the whole thing with the right. Cold War, right? You a great have these missiles, so I'm going to have more missiles. So I, I have to have more missiles, and I have to have more missiles. It's the same thing. It's the same thing we're doing now. Uh, a great example is Europe. Um, Europe, uh, and I'm talking about England, Wales, Brexit, the, the Brexit states, and even France. Like, they're bustling economy. They, you know, they have fucking, there's McDonald's on every street. Like, people are working. Like, life is going on. They have their iPhones in hands. It, even China, you know, they're very similar. Like, they're, look, on these walls of our land, in these land, if we just, like, fucking work the land and keep people employed and, like, go along and consume and just have a good time, we don't really have to fucking care about, like, what America That doesn't keep the economy are. powerful. We are a global economy. If we kept everything inside our walls, our economy collapses. I'm not saying necessarily that. Like, we're getting iPhones from China, and so is uh, uh, Brexit. So is are them. But, I mean, I guess it comes down to can't we all just get along? Like, we don't well, and I, I think I think it'd be awesome. You know, um, Australia. Australia does pretty good, right? They're, right. They're not like, oh, well, we need to go bomb Syria. 
Right. Right? Britain's the same way. They're like, uh, no, we know what's going on over there. France? Yeah, we know what's going on over there, but we don't need to go bomb them. Right. But America, hey, let's go bomb them. And then what? Okay, well, we, we got bombed. We bombed them. And now we don't know. But the other countries are like, yeah, you guys bombed them. That's awesome. But I don't know what the, well, how, what the outcome of that was, except for all the other countries being like, yeah, they, they deserve that. Well, why didn't you step in and do it? Why is it us that always has to the, the step in? I don't know. <laughs> like, there is no real reason. Like, well, we are, we're, well, we are the world police. Everyone looks to us to go do something. And then they get like, mad at we're, us we're, we do. Yeah, we're the bodyguard. So yeah. that's what we are. We'll, we'll go kick the ass and then have to take the flak for it later. But deep down, that's what we really wanted you to do. See, and that's what, and this goes back to where I was saying that I, the only thing I could figure out of what Russia's angle is, is because we can bomb whoever the hell we want, and uh, the UN allows us to because we own the UN. Because we're the U.S. We're, well, we're the, yeah, because yeah. we're the U.S. Um, we own the UN. I mean, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, Trump said it was obsolete. We, we don't need the UN. Uh, and I'm not 100 percent sure that we do. Uh, well, we do. We need we need mediators. We we need that. Is, we need the UN to stop Russia from doing from everybody else doing things. But we we, we need we need the UN, the UN we and need, do what we want to do. And that's true. But we do need the UN to be able to talk like if there wasn't a UN, all the countries wouldn't talk because why would we? But okay. we put us all into a room. Well, we have true. to talk. now. That's true. We have to work things out. It's, it's, a, good, it's, a, it's a good conference room. It, it, that's pretty much what it is, okay. right? Yeah. Is anything really always going to get done there? No, but at least you have, you you have I'm floating, Yeah, I'm flo- floating ideas. So right. if I do this, what, what's going to happen? Well, as Israel, we're going to do do da da da. You know, as, whatever the case may be, but at least you can float these ideas off everybody mm-hmm. instead of just like, okay, we bombed it. Now let's go see what's going to happen. So I, I believe we do need it. Is it as effective? I think it could be better, but at least we do have, you know, it, they, they mess with the economy. Not say, I wouldn't say mess with the economy, but you know, if we start inflating this country, what's going to happen? Right. You know, so it's, it's, it is, it's a great conference room. I don't know. I'm lost. I feel like there's so much going on in America right now that I cannot focus on, on what I'm supposed to care about. <laughs> Well, and I think that's part of uh, you know the plan right now. Yeah, because it's fantastic if, sleight if, of hand. Because if we focused on what we need to focus on, you know, the, everything on Trump, you know, why did, why has he done this? Why why won't he release his taxes? Why? Well, I just bombed Syria. Oh well, let's forget about that. Right, we forget about taxes. Uh, let's forget about you know the jobs creation hasn't really gone up. Right. Granted, is it really going to? He's been in office for a hundred days. If he does, it's not really on him anyways. It's going to be Obama because. Jobs don't just magically occur right. that fast. Right. Um, I forget where he's going. But anyway. Uh, the wall. The wall. The wall. Is but, the, but the, yeah, the, the wall. The wall is not going to get built. Right. The ball. The wall is going to take billions upon billions of yeah, dollars. The wall, the wall is. Yeah. The, the, and then yeah. on top of that, just to service the wall is going to be billions of dollars per year to make sure. But that creates run. jobs. Does it? The or? wall is a huge job creator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, any factory that he claims is bringing in, there's going to be a. Ford, let's say Ford decides they're going to make everything in America, mm-hmm. right? They've created all these jobs, those jobs, building the factories, making all the robotics. It's going to be great for like five years. Those five years, who's taking all those jobs? All the robots that they put, in, put into place. Right. That pipeline, the pipeline you know, we have to have has, will create 35 jobs. Right. Okay. 35 jobs over, over the, the lifetime of this right. pipeline. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, is, is that in a, a hit okay. on anything? 
So here's here's another problem that I don't think we've talked about. Um, so the the plague on the planet is people. Oh, absolutely. Breeders are what are destroying this planet. You cannot, I don't give a shit who you are, you cannot offset your carbon footprint enough to uh, displace a child. Uh, every time someone reproduces and has offspring, that offspring is a, a virus and a plague on this planet that is destroying this planet in many, many different ways. On the flip side of that, you cannot be a country cannot be powerful without a population. So there's 300 million people in the United States and there's I don't know. I don't know. Look uh, at India. Isn't India one of the most populous countries in the world and and where do they rate? No, 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 wait a minute. I understand not everybody that has a population, but you can't you can't have be a population of 500 and be a superpower. So I'm talking about from a political standpoint. So you're a politician, you're running a country, you know, church and state, whatever, you know, China's got like a billion people. So if you advocate to the United States, you advocate to your, your politician here for that for contraception and people not to breed. And you end up with a population of, let's say, um, you know, 50 million people. Uh, you can, manage to provide enough jobs for people, but you don't have a military to fight and you, you don't have, you're not a superpower, but as a politician, if you tell people to breed, you have an endless supply of bodies that you can send to war and die. You have an endless supply of problems that you need to solve. We have dirty water or we need energy or we need jobs or we need this or we need that. So, as a, uh, I have no idea who's calling me. Um, as a politician and as a country, it is in your best interest to breed because the problems that breeding creates keeps you employed and keeps a country strong as opposed to if you have no population, you have a weak country. Well, I agree. If you don't have problems, you don't have to have the representatives up there. Right. Everything's good. I, what, what do we need? I, I agree with that, but I don't know about the breeding situation because at some point it needs to curtail because we don't we can't afford we can't feed everybody right and that, here that what's going on in the world right now we can't feed people and but we're water. running into a problem of where automation is taking over jobs and there's not enough jobs for people to do but and there are a lot of there are some jobs that some of Americans won't do them of course but people keep breeding and they're it the the cycle is getting worse and worse and i don't know it's got to end i don't know where it ends it ends with well, our yeah we have a breeding look, we also, here's have, where we it also ends. have our life cycle which is going it ends with our 40 own years people. longer than it used to it ends with a, too much of an abundance of our own people and they're starving and we start using chemical weapons to eliminate our own people because there's too many of them that's where it ends. Oh, yeah. Jesse Ventura on his conspiracy theory. I don't know if you ever watched that show. It's no. kind of funny. It was, I forgot what it was on. But uh, he had he, one of his people he had there was about you know the flu virus that came out. Was it four or five years ago? Uh, there were, we had swine flu. And we had, yeah, but there was one everyone, flu, everyone was worried flu. about. Yeah, Avian all these things. The flu. Flu. So everyone was going to get the flu shots. And, right. the, and the lady who was in charge of the CDC or something at one point was like, they're starting to put this. A chemical inside uh, the flu vaccine 
to stop population story. Oh yeah. yeah, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I vaguely remember this. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, yeah, because we, we have to start slowing it down. So is that a form of chemical warfare? Absolutely. It is because eventually people may not be able to have some children, not everybody, only the people who had whatever the the serum, right. The virus. Uh, but that's a form of chemical warfare, which it, it could start using to bring down our population because right. we need to. Right. So you instead of actually bombing and killing people, you're you're chemically controlling people that way. Yeah, but nobody knows it. Because it's not because right. it's not an immediate action. It may it, it may not be me, it may not be my my grandson, but my my great grandchild suddenly has a harder time having a child. Who knows if the superpowers have figured out the cure for cancer, but don't want to release it because we need it to so people will die right um and as you say people having a harder time to have children all those things that are listed in the ingredients of milk one of those might be preventing you from having kids i don't know um so but that becomes chemical warfare that's where we end up as we start to control our own people i agree so my my overall point here is is Everything is a friggin' mess. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be angry about. I, I have no idea. I know what's going on in the country, but I have no clue what's going on in the country. And I, th- I think that's the idea. Like it's, I can't, it, it's the sleight of hand. Hey, this is going on and this is going on and this is going on. I can nothing... identify problems, but I have no clue what the answers are. I have, I have an idea what the knee-jerk answers are, but I realize that those are too simple but, and you just can't. Yeah, you but just there, there's some North things Korea. going on. You know, okay, <laughs> why did Congress just pass a law that you can kill hibernating bears and tigers? I, I don't even know this. <laughs> they, they, they just made it legal for if, really? if a bear is hibernating or I wouldn't say tiger, but a mountain lion, I guess, what they are. Okay. You can shoot them. Okay. Why? Like, why would that even come up? Is there has there been a big bear population that we really have to no take clue. care of? Like no clue. I mean, we see them. I see them in the news every once in a while. You know, hey, you know, bear went through the trash, whatever. But I haven't been seeing like they're cruising downtown L.A. where they're ravaging everybody. Right. We need to start killing them off. Right. Like how many bear deaths are there per I, year? No clue. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not. But apparently, you can kill them off while they're hibernating because that's sport. There's things like that. Like, I don't understand. Like, why would why why would they allow that? Why is it, you know, Trump put into the getting rid of the Endangered Species Act? You know, now now the national parks, you can start uh, drilling for oil and stuff like that in national parks. That's like the whole point about a national park is they're not supposed to be touched. You, well, okay, but I understand. I can clearly understand why that law is changed, or why. Well, of course it is because it's, it's not about good, money. but because I it's about money. It's about money. It's, I understand it's, it's, that because we put a businessman in office, right. Who doesn't care about anything else but business, right? Uh, um, Dennis Miller used to say, "Fuck the caribou," the pipeline in Alaska that needed to go through, but it was being saved because of the caribou. And right now, uh, what we California has a water problem. Uh, but there's an issue about a certain type of salmon that water is diverted for, uh, that we waste water and cost us a fortune. Oh, uh, yeah, I did read something about that. Yeah, because we're trying to save the salmon. Trying to bring the population back. And uh, my wife, who's definitely sensitive to animals, but uh, I've always had this, I've always had this battle with the whole animal thing. On one hand, if an animal goes extinct naturally, it's okay. But if an animal goes extinct at the natural hands of humans, it's not. And 
I don't fully understand that because sometimes like the salmon, I feel, well, it just this particular salmon has to die because it doesn't make sense for us to divert the water. But on the other hand, I'm also like, I don't see why we need to kill the salmon because, you know, we can find other sources. Yeah, there's got to be another way around this. So there's always this like fighting thing in me is like, I, I don't know why it's okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video this past week. Uh, a horse attacked an alligator, <laughs> um, and the you know the people standing by. I found this amusing. Uh, the people standing by are like, "Why is he doing that? Oh my God, is the alligator okay?" And I was like, "Oh God, Americans and their sensitivity to the animals. Like this is what happens in the animal kingdom. It's horrible. I, I totally it's get awful. that. Yeah, like duck rape." Like uh, ducks will rape and murder a female duck because they're all just trying to have sex with her. It's it's awful. Like duck sex is just terrible. And then you you find out that like these guys gang raped a woman and you're just like people should know better. And it's like, well, we're the same animals. But then on the other side of it, yeah, we should know better. Like, I know that that's wrong. Like, the right. duck, I, the I duck think, apparently I, does not, but I've evolved to have thumbs it, that I know. Yeah, the duck, I think, is, is a different way of thinking. They're but just trying to reproduce. And, right, but I also don't... We, have, we don't rape clearly, to reproduce. Clearly, with the mental illnesses that exist among humans that we're aware of, we know that not all of us are wired the same. So, on one hand... Um, I can't even remember what's the uh, the Stanford guy's name who uh, basically raped that girl or actually raped that girl behind the dumpster. Um, oh, got six uh, months in jail. Brock. Brock. Yeah, there you go. On one hand, like everybody's like, how could he do this? And I'm like, well, I mean, if you just look at the animal instincts and what happens, I can clearly see how he could do this. But on the other hand, the cognitive logical part of my brain goes how could he do this oh exactly i because <laughs> like, we have that sense of like no that's wrong they, okay. so I, if i'm a sociopath i don't understand right from wrong so if he right, comes out and be right. like i'm sociopath so we, uh, that's just what i do i just follow my my id instinct this is what i do but he wasn't like that we talked about in europe um you we we would stand next to these trains that would just arrive and it's just there's an, there's some instinct in me that wants to push someone onto the tracks. Just see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> you go like, what will happen? And there was a lot of cyclists that would pass us in traffic. And we talked about, you know, just wanting to push the cyclists over <laughs> into traffic. And you don't do it because logically you're like, that's wrong. That's messed up. I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. You know, you don't want to, Why would I want to hurt this person? But there's this like desire of like the science of like how shit works where you're just like, what will happen? <laughs> like, I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I want to see someone fall in front of this train. And I don't know. Well, it's like watching NASCAR. You don't watch a NASCAR to watch them do circles. You, you're like, I want to crash. When does the accident happen? <laughs> right? well, and then when it happens, you're like, oh, I hope he isn't hurt. <laughs> right. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't the point of him getting in an accident. So he would get hurt. I don't, we're fucked up. Anyway, animals are fucked up. We're fucked up. I, um, duck sex. I am totally torn. Like I, I'm going to go in, home and have some duck sex tonight. The, the duck sex. <laughs> she's, she's not going to enjoy right. it at all. 
Um, like I enjoy meat, but I also totally see how mean and barbaric it is to kill animals. So I can, eat Oh, them. absolutely. And I, <laughs> like, I'm the same way. Meat tastes yummy, but I will not go kill an animal. Oh, there's no way I'm killing Unless, an you know, a zombie apocalypse. I'm going to try to team up with somebody who knows how to hunt. I, so I don't have to. <laughs> yes. I can't for the life of me figure out, you were talking about the hibernating bears. I can't figure out why someone would want to take a gun and go out into the forest and want to kill anything at all. Anyway, like, kill a bird or kill an animal like it seems so mean to me but chicken tastes really good it does and, like, and there are I, reasons i people eat mo- you know the hunters go out there and eat everything that's cool because you know i have a lot of friends who and, go out there and they hunt and they do the duck or they do the deer and they right. cut it up and eat pretty much everything or the stuff they don't you know they leave it out for other animals to eat right. everything gets used mm-hmm but you're just going off to kill something to kill something. And what makes things worse for me is like, not only do I like chicken, but I won't eat everything. Like, I'm not like those cultures where I'm eating chicken brain or like fucking, uh, there's a whole bunch of a cow that I am not, t- I'm not eating a tongue, I'm not eating a the brain. tongue is actually pretty good. I had it with Clint uh, 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 good for a few you. months ago. It's like he was explaining. He's like, you know, it's kind of like the prime rib. He's like, it's so tender because we went to a little it was lingua tacos or something like that. He's like, uh-huh. it's so good. It's like, it's prime rib. So I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And it was. It's like really tender. If you get past the point of being it being tongue, you're like, hmm. I get it. The I, brain? Eh, I haven't tried that yet. The eyeball? People who do that, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that either. It pops in your mouth. That just does when not sound good. When I was a kid, good. my mom made chorizo. I loved chorizo. I can still taste and remember my love for chorizo. The day I figured out what chorizo was, I do not eat chorizo <laughs> anymore. So, Isn't that funny how your brain just it's like switches fucked things. up. Like, That's my point. Oh, it's like yeah, I'm a mess. I, I, I feel like I'm that. a total mess. I'm I'm a mess politically. I'm a mess with what's going on, and I don't know. I'm so fucked up. I just don't know what to do about anything anymore and just confused. And I just wake up every day and try and get through life and not think about what's in a hot dog. <laughs> right. Cause sometimes I just need that chili dog. They're good, but they are. And I don't care. You know, whatever they say is in it. And they, you know, if the thought crosses my mind of what's in a hot dog while I'm eating a hot dog, I will put the hot dog down. <laughs> I have to, man, I have to eat it fast enough to eat it slow enough to enjoy it, but fast enough that I can't think about what's in it. And it, it is weird like that. Like I said, the, the, the lingua taco was delicious. But as soon as you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's oh. just well, but it's our culture. I don't know why we they, don't. The things they eat on Survivor. Uh, and, you know, I, I we talked about that before. If we ever went on uh, the Amazing yeah. Race, which may be getting canceled soon. Uh, it's why? on the it's on the chopping block. Uh, the ratings have just dropped down. I just read it the other day. It's not there. It's not quite on the chopping block, but it is. It's very close to being there. It may or may not get picked up. Well, here's what happened with the Amazing Race. Uh, the, the current season that we're watching, I believe, has been in the uh, can for a year. Um, so CBS did not put it on the fall schedule because, um, and CBS had. I read the story months and months ago. Um, CBS cannot compete against Netflix, Hulu, and HBO with reality television. Uh, HBO and, and Hulu are winning because an AMC because of the dramatic content that they're putting on the air. So CBS only has, unlike HBO and these, which are on demand and CBS is, is going on demand or has an on demand, but for the majority of the country, CBS has four hours a night. That's what they have four hours a night times seven, which is 
28 hours a week, where HBO has a 24-hour cycle or Netflix has a 24-hour cycle. So if they give up one of those hours for reality television, that's an hour that they could have dramatic program. So they didn't. They postponed Amazing Race and then just put it on now in the uh, fall, uh, not in the spring. And I think it's not doing as well now because it was pushed back and it didn't get that spring launch. Um, also, it's competing for other eyeballs. The thing about Amazing Race is it's always Emmy nominated. So while it may not be a highly rated show for CBS, it's always an Emmy nominated show for CBS. Yeah, but if you don't get those ratings, but the Emmys it matter. It comes down to advertising dollars. Yeah. So, and right now, everyone's trying to get those advertising dollars. Yeah. Now, on one hand, or on the other hand, a show like Amazing Race can pick up advertising dollars in the show itself. A lot of it is sponsored by Travelocity, yeah. um, you know, Ford Fusion and, and those things. They could pick up more dollars for that that offsets production costs. But you still come down to CBS has 28 hours a week of programming time, and they need to try and find The Walking Dead to fit in there. But CBS can't put on The Walking Dead or The Game of Thrones because they're still too watered down that they can't have a guy beating, beating the head with a baseball bat. Yep. Even though everyone um, watches it, but it can't be on the yeah. air. The... Yeah, network TV is in a really messed up place right now. Uh, and television in general. And times need to change. Um, Netflix, uh, the story that I heard was... Uh, Home HGTV wanted $100,000 an episode for their programming to be on Netflix. Netflix said for $100,000, we'll make our own. Netflix is now in the reality television business, They're now <laughs> making reality shows. Um, and that totally makes sense. So you have HBO and Netflix and, and Hulu who have become, and Amazon, I forgot about them, who have become such powerhouses with their original dramatic programming that they've got the money to spend on other yeah, things. Yeah, and they're hitting the Golden Globes and the, and the Emmys. Are, yeah. They're grabbing all those things just like NBC, ABC, all those used to, and now... Netflix gave Adam Sandler, I, I want to say that it was $100 million for six movies, um, and so far the fourth movie is on Netflix, and they're direct-to-Netflix movies. Yeah, but have, have you seen any of them? I just watched uh, Sandy Wexler last night. It was good. Well, like, so one of them I watched, I'm like, oh, that was horrible. The do-over is apparently really good. It's got like four and a half stars, and that's the David Spade, Adam Sandler one. The first one was The Ridiculous Six, the Western Yeah, movie. that's the one I saw, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Which is, I guess, yeah. And He's then an there's Indian, a Kevin James uh, one, I think, one that... Uh, but uh, this, we watched Sandy Wexler last night. Uh, we laughed. It was amusing. It was two hours and 15 minutes long, which seems too long. But, um, you know, it held our attention. It didn't, it didn't drag. When I first looked at the time, I was like, oh, Lord. Um, it didn't drag like funny people drags, <laughs> which is like two and a half hours long, also an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, anyway, yeah, entertainment, television, it's, it's a change in. It is. Um, and it has been changing for a while, and uh, it's not going to land somewhere anytime soon. Oh, and I, you know, the whole reason started because I wasn't going to eat something on The Amazing Race, <laughs> which oh, we talked about. Topic. That's, how we, that's how we got there. The Amazing Race. Uh, do you watch Survivor? <laughs> no. Oh. I haven't watched Survivor in God knows how many years. Oh, still, uh, still a great show. Um, what else? What's going on with you? Uh, it's uh, usually what we start with is a heaven story or Daniel's right, story to uh, you, but I, I dove into what was going on in America because <laughs> I hadn't talked to you for so long. Usually it's Martin and we're talking about movies or uh, 
Tom and I don't know when Tom, I'm not, I think Tom and I are the lifestyle segment when I don't know when we, we talk about Tom and his art a lot and uh, you He's and I pacemaker. general news. What's going on with you? Uh, let's see. I did go to Cincinnati's unofficial uh, holiday, which is the Reds opening day. Okay. Uh, which is, it's interesting. Like, I can't imagine like LA doing something like that, but it's like all downtown is closed off. Uh, so many people down there. There's Fountain Square, which I don't know if you remember going, if you went down the Fountain yeah, Square. Yeah, that's the fountain from uh, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we so there. we went down there. Uh, that whole thing was was uh, um, blocked off, big party there, and then all streets near the, the ballpark was all, and it's even before the game starts. Like, it's mm-hmm. uh, parade. Like, people would get there at, like, 4.30 in the morning. Like, it is Cincinnati's unofficial holiday where everyone just goes out and parties that day. And it was on a... Monday, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. It was it was interesting to see all those people out there for baseball. Now I don't know how many people actually went to the game because it seems like yeah most people are already drunk by because it was like <laughs> a four thirty game or something like it's that. Tailgate. It's, a <laughs> it's what tailgate. It, it's what yeah. it is. And it's stuff like that. I love Cincinnati for the fact that it does a lot of that kind of stuff, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I just can't stand the weather. I just don't like the weather out there. What what is it? What's the weather like that you don't like? Uh, so the weather, so it'll be like seventy six one day, thirty the next. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or beautiful in the morning, thunder showers at night. Okay. Like it's just always constantly changing. There's not like you know California. You know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? It's similar to today. Exactly. Although two days ago it was freaking cold. Okay, but it gradually moved up to, to heat and no um we had friday it was like 70 and then saturday it was 80 like friday was cold 70 70 when you're talking cold we're talking like a couple of weeks ago i was working the top golf and it was 18 degrees with the wind chill right the next day it was like 72 right i i get particularly <laughs> particularly that i do the vlog i get that there are people across the country who think that i'm out of my mind when i'm like 70 is cold <laughs> i had to put on a hoodie today because it was uh, 70 degrees but there's a weird feeling when you go when you jump and drop 10 degrees in a day and you get i mean how do, how do i it's there like is... it's like when it's uh, when it's 100 degrees outside and you walk into that uh, 80 degree mall and you get that chill and you're like, Oh my God, it's cold in here. Your body is adjusted to what it was. I don't here at the house. I keep in the summertime. Um, I guess the house is around 78, uh, 80 degrees, something like that. And it's perfectly fine in the winter time. If I keep the house 78, 80 degrees, it's stuffy in here. It's too hot. So the house is usually like 75, 76 degrees. I don't know why those five degrees feel so different as far as like the comfort zone. Well, I, I don't know either. Like, you know, out here, 50 degrees, do you have your window down cruising in your car? No. Out there, I'm, I'm like, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to have my window, my, my moonroof open. I have, oh. uh, the window's down. You're like, ah, it feels pretty good today. Heater's out here, like, right? right? Out here, yeah. it's like no way in hell that'd happen. Yeah, no, it's cold. It's freaking cold. Uh, I'm it's, wearing it's pants really- and I got a jacket and... <laughs> You know, all the windows are up. And it is really strange to think, because uh, I've mentioned that to Shannon several times. I'm like, you know, it's it's 45 degrees out, and I feel like it's a, it's a nice day out there today. I'm going to go out for a walk. Mm. California likes 45 degrees. I'm not going outside. <laughs> that's right. Now, what, what's on Netflix tonight? Exactly. Yeah, it's too. That's, that's way too cold. Uh, so uh, yeah, that, that's the weather. I just I just don't like. And it's funny. Everyone I meet is is like, why would you move from California with that weather? 
Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, had I not lived out here, I don't think it would be such a big deal. Well, but that, because that's the case for anybody. Know. If you grew up in Syria, you're used to being chemical. Exactly. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's just, just part of your day. day. Exactly. It's you my know. day in the life. Right. Right. That's, but out here, I'm. So, anyway, so that that's my big gripe with Cincinnati. Like, I love that little town, the little, the small town feel, and but still a big city. Right. But I just can't stand the weather. Was good when I was there. I thought it was, you know, it was a beautiful place, and the, you know, that I. I feel like they need to do something to clean up that river. I don't know. The so, river you can't actually swim in? Yeah. It's brown. <laughs> the water is brown. And I'm like, somewhere upstream, they need to build a filter. Uh, it something. comes from, from what I understand, I want to say, it comes from Pennsylvania, like from all the the steel mills or whatever, like funnel the water through there, something. That, it's supposed to be from Pennsylvania's reason why the water is all bad. Oh, so is the I thought the water was just like... Uh, um, stirred up dirt. It was well, just, it is. It's like it's muddy like that because a lot of the muddy, stuff is. Yeah, but it, it's not chemical. It's not. I, I think at one point, it? at one point, it was. I think. Yeah, but I don't I think, think it's wastewater because you still can't swim in it. You're still not supposed to swim it because it's not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that it was. There's just, some bacteria in it. it. Just the first year I moved out there, there's some bacteria in it. Like they're like, don't go in the water. You don't oh, I thought it was that just brown you. and muddy. Um, now it's not because the Mississippi's brown and muddy, but you can still get in the Mississippi. Because I was just like, they need to somehow figure out a way to get the the dirt to settle so the water can look right and i you know (laughs) when i went out there it's like a brown cloud (laughs) the first time i was out there you know i I go out to the colorado river all the time yeah you can see you know six feet down it's all clear whatever you go out there like right yeah it's weird right and i'm like do people swim in that she's like no no no, but even like the lakes and stuff like that people are like oh that's that's cool like they they will even though it's murky they'll still swim in it and stuff um i know havasu isn't necessarily clear either though right there's a lot of lakes that aren't uh you know algae's not a big deal but uh anyway i i thought that ohio i thought it was nice and it was fun i was there when the you know the weather was nice great ice cream um you know that the downtown was you know cute and amused that area that you're talking about it is it's fun little, um little and place. Uh, you know jamie who we stayed with her house is gorgeous and beautiful and uh, there yeah, was the deers in the backyard yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And, it is. It's really uh, cool. Saw, I think there was a, a fox, a red tip fox or something. Uh, and, you know, there was a moment where uh, Deanna was like, we could totally live. Like, the house is beautiful. We could totally live here. And then, like, I don't know, four hours later, there was a torrential rain pour. <laughs> I like, still think we could totally live here. Um, uh, it is. You know, it. them closing off, you know, Pool season hasn't opened yet, even though it's like it could be 80 degrees. Pool season won't open until Memorial Day because that's when the pools open and it closes Labor Day. There's no that's ancestor the public pools. Yeah. We're but, the same. But most, most people are like that, like their, their private pools also. They will close off their pools. Yeah. Jamie told me about that, and I don't understand why they're, yeah, they don't open their pool until Memorial We were in our pool yesterday. Um, they don't open their pool until Memorial Day. But uh, here in California, um, the and pools And that was because closed. of schools. Because yeah, they close on Labor Day. It keeps them... Uh, which makes no sense because September is still friggin' hot here. It is, but I think some of that is just funding. Funding and transition. No, and no and, one's, no one's yeah. coming in at that point to check um, them out. Uh, and it'll stay that way for a while, but until, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't – I would not leave California. There's just – it's there's the weather that I love and I gripe about when it gets below 70 degrees. So there there's Crazy. definitely that. Um, but there's just something about California. and There is. I love the fact – like I, 
if I decide I want to go to the ocean today, I'm in my car or take the bike 45 minutes to the ocean. If I want to go snowboarding you know, in the winter, 45 minutes away, I'm snowboarding. Yeah. I can't do that there. Our freeway system, as clogged as it gets, like... You find that everywhere. You know, but in, I mean, in Ohio, we spent a lot of time navigating through, uh, str- through cities, through little roads going here to there. I don't know. Google took us that way. There wasn't necessarily a highway that got us directly to where we were always going, um, or, or close enough. Um, so there, I never seem to have a problem getting around in California. And I guess growing up here, you just know that, uh, at four o'clock, it's going to take you this long to get somewhere, or we're just waiting until six. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I'm um, not scheduling things in LA at this point in time, but there's also like yesterday I saw a commercial for a new store called floor and decor. And, uh, which is a flooring, like a home Depot of flooring. And I Googled it and there's one in Woodland Hills. Like I know that whatever, whatever I'm looking for is in my backyard. Yeah. There's going to be one that I can get like on LA. Everything's 20 minutes away. Everything is 20 minutes away. Exactly. But I can drive and I'm not sure how important this is because I do buy so many things these days from Amazon, but you know, I can drive to two different fries in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And if one doesn't have what I'm looking for, the inventory is at the other one. Like it's like you go into a JC Penney's and they go, do you want me to check the inventory of another store? And you can swing by there. There's just so many where I feel like when you leave and you go to other places like Ohio, the next pennies might be 70 miles away or the next, this is your only option one is right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a a certain freedom about California and also you're in the middle of a city here and then you literally can drive five minutes and be in the middle of a forest and try to figure out how it's possible that you are only five minutes away from a Starbucks. <laughs> like you're, you yeah. seem to be in the wilderness where there are bears and mountain lions, mm-hmm. but five minutes away is a Starbucks that you're probably holding in your hand because you bought it before you got here. And it's still, freaking <laughs> what's, a hike? Hot. what's a hike without that? Right. It's still freaking hot because that's how close it is to being in the, like in wilderness, in nature, and oh, yeah, Malibu's got some beautiful hikes. And Malibu stuff like does that uh, at, at, at Griffith Park and yeah. Runyon, and right up here in Granada Hills, we have uh, you know the Bee Canyon here. There's so many areas that you just can sort of escape to. You, you know, your house, you're up in Santa Clarita. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. The, there's such a versatility and a freedom and a mental freedom of California, and also when we were in. Uh, uh, Brussels, with there's a segment is in the video. Uh, in the window is a California shirt, right? Right. So <laughs> and you get those everywhere. It's Ohio not, sells them. Yeah, it's not just go U.S. It's California. And uh, when we are in Amsterdam, there's a segment which will be in the next video where uh, we're at Burger King and I am eating the California Steakhouse burger. <laughs> it's not just a Whopper. It is the California Steakhouse Burger. It's so weird that when you travel, the rest of the planet isn't just fascinated with America. They're fascinated with California. That's true. You don't get the USA Burger. You don't. You get it. I mean, you may get a New York. You, you know, Texas. You may get a, there might be a Texas Burger. Yeah, there cause... may be a Texas Burger. Um, but, I mean, they were selling T-shirts in Brussels for California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
everybody just wants to be part of Cali. And, uh, you know, has to do with our entertainment culture and, and things that come out of here. But it's, and I want to be back. It's a beautiful place. Um, you, you, you're going to leave Ohio and come I'm back? Gonna, yeah, so that's the plan. We're going to go back to uh, regularly not having these podcasts because you're here? Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, when you're here, you have to have, we have to, it's I a do. special occasion. I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll have time. I'll, when I you do. live 10 minutes away, you don't have time to do it. <laughs> We're just like. Uh, there's always something going on. I think on. there's one year we did like four. I don't know. <laughs> It seems Was like it? It. no, we did more than that. We I've done go. quite a few this year between uh, Martin and Tom, uh, and I don't know what to do if you come back. I'm gonna, I because like there were weeks where I did two a week, one with Martin and one with Tom. Because <laughs> hey, they both wanted to do them, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, they're fun, over. and I want to oversit down. So and, I will be back, back in my seat, and and we'll talk. And I wasn't sure playing my boobies. I think I. I joked about, I think I talked about this in one podcast with Tom that I wasn't sure if it should just be, if I should take off Michael Hutchinson, a special guest because he hasn't been here in so long, but you know, you're back and you might be back. I will be back. Um, all right. So we're in an hour and eight minutes. Well, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, no. Hopefully we'll be back and and doing it more often. We'll see. That's the plan. Back into the, uh, into the movie business. Exactly. Since you're, uh, I'm Sons of Anarchy now, so I'm being patched in as a one percenter tomorrow. They have, n- they have no idea what you're talking about. Sons of Anarchy? I bet they know what Sons of Anarchy is. They know is. what Sons of Anarchy is, but they don't know what it means by you being <laughs> right. Sons of Anarchy. So I got a casting call to come into Sons of Anarchy to be a, a background. Well, it's for the Mayans, which it's is the spin-off, spinoff show. Which is the, this is the pilot. So I am actually going to be patched in as a Son of Anarchy San Bernardino chapter. Um, so anytime they are going to meet up with the San Bernardino Sons of Anarchy, I will get the call. You'll get the call to be back on the uh, Mayans. The, well. um, is your motorcycle, is your Harley badass enough? Yeah. Are you taking off the windshield? I haven't, I like have a new windshield since last year. Have you not seen the new Batwing? Yeah. yeah I, I, the top priority on my list of things is to remember <laughs> how Michael's bike is. The windshield is gone. It's now a Batwing. I don't know what a Batwing is. Uh, it's uh, the fairing. Instead of just a clear windshield, it actually has like a paint job on it. Um, usually has speakers on it. Like okay. Mine has speakers on it, stuff like that. Like, okay. it's, it's called the Batwing. Also, when did you put that on? Last June, I think. In Ohio? Yeah. And how would I see it? Because you were out there last, I don't know when. When I don't even think I, I, I posted it on. A, I, I didn't even know that your bike was there. I, I forgot. I, I posted it on Facebook when I painted it up. So thanks for following me. Uh, yeah, Facebook is really <laughs> turning into a pile of crap. There's a whole other topic that we. But I have. have I, I did get it instead of just the the windshield. So I do have. Uh, photos of all that. There are so. many days when I'm like, today's the day I'm going to delete the app. But what? then I find out that a horse attacks an alligator and I see that because of Facebook and I go, okay, there's still some value here. <laughs> but uh, trying to keep up on my friends, like I got over 500 friends and I'm lucky if I get 10 likes. That's, that's fantastic to get 10 likes. Uh, that is a bat wing. All right. That's cool. But I don't know is, I'm showing him currently a photo of what the Batwing is. What my, cause I had it custom painted to match the bike because I have Dragonfly Green, which was a big pain I in the ass. I guess the bike that Jax dies on in the end is kind of a lame-looking bike. It isn't really a badass. Spoiler bike. alert. Spoiler badass alert. Bike. 
case you haven't watched it like yeah, three years ago. <laughs> what was this from Facebook Live? It says live in the corner here. Oh, I don't know. Oh no, this is just your photo. No, I've actually never done Facebook Live. This is the photo. Oh, it's live because right. if you if you push on it, it does the like the three seconds or whatever. Oh, anyway, you walk around it. Uh, anyway, oh, a live photo. Yeah, yeah. That's what all. That's all that is. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, I debated taking the bags off, but I'm gonna leave the bags on for the show. Well, the bags are kind of badass. Yeah, so they're I'm leather. Sorry. They got little studs in them. Yeah. So. So I got called for that. So you're going to be on a TV show. TV show. And it's SAG, so I'm going to get my SAG rate. Good. Because uh, there's only eight of us. That's good. So that's why I'm assuming. Like 600 bucks a day or something like that. Yeah. Plus, I don't know what the bike rental is. So network with Kurt Sutter. Uh, oh, I got car rental on the Mustang once, and I want to say it was like 100 bucks, 140 bucks or something. Yeah, like I know that. it's... It, uh, that was a long time ago, but that's right. Uh, the Mustang uh, got car rental in... Uh, Harry's Law. <laughs> An episode of Harry's Law. I drove it around uh, outside. and Just uh, back and forth, down the street, yeah. up the street. Well, it was on Warner's street. Lot, and we could do a circle. So you just kind of circled right. around. You didn't have to do a U-turn. Now I'm going to be in down. I, actually, I don't know where I am yet. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I know I'm in Culver City tomorrow. I have to be at Culver City tomorrow at 9. Luckily, we can lane split out here in California, so yeah. I don't, don't have to leave as early, but... I do have to be there by nine tomorrow morning. I, I just don't know where Culver City. So that's lots of studios. <laughs> so uh, look for Michael in on YouTube. Someone called you my '70s rock and roll friend. Uh, <laughs> who's your Who's your '70s rock? Someone made a comment about you, a '70s rock and roll friend, on one of the videos. And how do they get '70s rock and roll friend? I think this is very kid rock. Uh, my response was something that you look more like Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but well, I had to grow the goatee back. I don't know if, if you noticed because I had the goatee gone last time you saw me. I, yeah, it's been, again on the list of things that it's I been do, a little I over a year. But when, when I when I got the casting call, I'm like, oh, by the way, you know my goatee is gone. They're like, well, do you think you grow that back? Because <laughs> it makes you look a little bit a little bit meaner. Okay, All right, right on. They put a bandana on you. And... I I have no idea. I I will find out. Got to go to wardrobe tomorrow. Cool. 9 a.m. wardrobe. 9 a.m. Uh, and you so the, you're going to location, so yeah. yeah, you're not going to a lot. Well, I don't know. It, Culver City could very well be a, you know, Sony's down there. There's a lot of studios down there. Hmm. Well, I was just thinking in terms of what uh, Sons of Anarchy and Mayans look at, but I guess if you're inside the uh, clubhouse or something like that, then yeah. Well, if they need my bike, but, I don't think we're going to be inside. We're going to be, I'm sure it's an outside shoot yeah, of something. Because uh, Sons of Anarchy didn't, I feel like it was all location. It was all like Tahunga. Yeah, it was all um, Sun Valley. The, yeah, Sun Valley, yeah. the main street in Tahunga. Yeah. And uh, then Santa they Clarita. Out, they were out in the desert. Yeah, they were out <laughs> in the desert a lot in Santa Clarita shots. Um, I feel like there was no stage stuff, but maybe there was when they were inside. Yeah, the clubhouse had to be. Uh, and the house, Jack's house, I'm sure had to be. I took it as that it was a practical house. It was an actual house. And that, so? And that the uh, clubhouse, I actually, and, you know, I know the magic of TV, but I figured they did so much stuff on location that it was probably just a warehouse. I, I They very well could have bought that, like that lot. lot. An actual like, lot. Like, they, yeah. they could have bought that garage. Yeah. And used that. Because I know, uh, was it Scrubs that actually bought the hospital that they were, that they filmed in for so long? Mm. Um, I want to say... Uh, the office, I think, also bought whatever building they were in. Yeah, uh, so I. So it's, know, it's I possible. Think it was a lot show, but. 
I don't know. I guess I'll find out, but they need me in the bike, so I'm sure I'm going to be outside for something. Now, cool. I don't, I don't know if I'm riding around or not. I just don't know if it just wants to look pretty. What else? Uh, let's see. That's about it. You know, I just drove in from uh, Cincinnati, so it's a nice 2,200-mile uh, ride. Cool. Uh, stopped in St. Louis, had some dinner there, which was nice. Fried ravioli. Toasted ravioli, actually, is what, Cincin- or was what St. Louis is known for. Had no idea, but cool. we Googled it. Was it good? It was actually really good. And then, uh, you know, driving through Kansas, there's absolutely nothing to see. So I'll throw that out there. Not an exciting drive whatsoever. Well, there's Toto's got to be somewhere. <laughs> that's right. Other than that, yep, that's the excitement. So here I am uh, leaving here to go put a hot water heater in. Woo! On Easter. Resurrection weekend, folks. Fun. Yeah. Fun. You're, you're resurrecting your hot water. I am. So I can actually take a nice, warm, hot shower. Uh, what else? What was I going to say? You, oh, are you driving back out? Yes, but I'm going to leave the bike here just in case it gets picked up. If I, if I, then you can just fly in and because uh, I, I am moving out here, and if I move out here in the next six weeks or so, why bother taking right. it all the way back? And I, the the thing that sucks is right now is good riding time. In Ohio, there. like you, you have periods of time you can actually ride, and sure. now is when it's just starting. So I'd love to have it out there and do some rides, but can't you rent a bike? I could, and probably be cheaper than what it's going to cost me yeah. to take it out there again because towing i think we're at 12 miles to a gallon in, in the uh in the hybrid lexus cool yeah so the bike will be out here all right i'm vince roca and i'm michael Hutchinson, back from cincinnati <laughs> and for more on the show visit getconvinced.com.